Welcome. That's a bit of Killjoy off my last album, The Mean. And it's a song about marriage. My lady and I have been doing the marriage thing for 11 years as of this past weekend. I love you, babe. 11 years. Dang. When you're young, you feel all mature when you've been in a relationship for maybe a year. And if you hit two years, you start saying things like, we're practically married. (laughs) Kids, you don't know crap about a relationship after two years. And people tell you that, but you don't listen. I didn't. Of course I didn't. I was wise. Older people didn't know me like I knew me. Yeah. Two years isn't much. Heck, 11 years isn't much compared to some folks. You meet couples who've been together 50, 60, 70 years. That's remarkable. There's a thing that goes beyond the average human experience, you know. I'll be controversial and say that as time goes on, making it that long in a relationship will become an even more remarkable thing because of how society has changed. Your great-grandparents stayed together even if they hated each other because divorce was taboo. And for a long time, women wouldn't get divorced because they were helpless, really, without their husbands. Back in the day, women didn't have the education men had, and they couldn't get the jobs men got, and they couldn't support themselves or their families without their husband's salary. I always heard about older couples where the husband died and the wife had no idea about how to do anything with money, like not knowing anything about bank accounts or investments, not knowing if they had them, not not even knowing where to find the information, not knowing how to pay a bill. Scary, scary stuff. Western society has come a long way, baby. People who aren't in healthy relationships have a much easier time getting out now and having the ability to live fulfilling, productive lives. And as I understand it, it's, it's just the financial settlements that get sticky. My wife and I were married in California. <laughs> and so as I understand it, Now that we've way past 10 years together, we can claim half of each other's livelihood. I know, she's entitled to half my royalties. Damn. (laughs) I just got, well, I didn't just get it. I got my latest royalty payment back in January. Um, You know how much it was for? No joke. BMI, the Broadcast Music Incorporated, made a deposit in my bank account for 205 $2.05. They say radio isn't dead. I don't know about that. Thank goodness for podcasting. Yeah, thank goodness for podcasting. The game is different now. That's why I do this. I put out my songs on the podcast, and if you like what you hear, you can support me directly through my Patreon page. Then you get downloads and streams of every full unedited song Plus, you get to hear part two of this podcast every month. Plus, you have my gratitude. I really value the folks that put their money where their mouths are and pay a dollar towards my music. It's barely a dent in their pockets, but it adds up on my end and it helps me pay for things like podcast production and heat and gasoline and food for my dog. So if you'd like to support me and get all that music sent directly to you, sign up at Patreon dot com slash Seth Haran. And that link is, of course, in the show notes. 
Another thing you get to hear on the podcast is the music of some of the other artists I enjoy. And next month's episode will feature an interview with Rob Hinkle and Heather Lloyd of Iliami. They are a uniquely modular group. They operate differently than any other band I've ever been aware of. And I believe it is the secret to their longevity. We will talk about that and we'll listen to some of the latest music off of both of their recent releases. I mean to say both. That'll be in October. So please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and stay in the know. So there are likely a bunch of new folks listening to this episode of the podcast, and I am grateful for that. What's up, guys? Thank you for checking this out. The reason for the new influx of listeners is that I have had it up to here with Facebook. Bear with me for a second. Can I vent? Would you mind? I'll try to keep it short. Here's the deal. I started playing my music for people when I put out my first album in 2000. I moved to LA and put out a second album in 2002. I went and lived on the road for a few years and found the time to make a third album by 2004. And while I was making that album, uh, social media started to be a thing. I remember finding out about MySpace while we'd be on breaks from recording during the conduit sessions and thinking that it was way better than Friendster. So I got back on the road and then I settled down after a while and then I got married. So for those keeping score, again, that's 11 years ago at this point. And then just a few weeks after I got married, Facebook opened up membership to the general public in late 2006. I got on that and I invited everyone from my entire contacts list, which at that point contained my entire email list, to be my friend. So I had thousands of friends on Facebook very early on. I know it's common now, but back in the day, it, it was very odd. And I hated that because that meant that my page wasn't really for my personal use. I felt weird posting personal stuff, knowing that literally thousands of people who only knew me through my music would see it. So it was basically my, quote, musician page uh, before those officially existed. But then they existed, right? Facebook made a big deal about how people who had businesses and public personas could now split off their fans to a separate page. So I funneled everyone over there. I went from thousands of friends on my personal page down to like 500 and stayed there pretty much ever since. I posted all my music stuff on my music page and my personal page stayed personal. Great, right? Efficient, right? Wrong. What I didn't know is that Facebook was already plotting to monetize what people can see in their timelines. They weren't showing everyone on my music page what I was announcing, and I had no idea. And then they started charging page owners to boost, boost this post, boost posts in order to get them featured in people's timelines. But no matter how much money I ever boosted a post for, they never quite managed to reach everyone on my list. Huh. Funny thing, right? I figured that it was sort of a crapshoot that people would see my announcements in their feed like every month or two, but that they were at least seeing me a little bit. Not everybody would ever see the same post, but everybody would see something if I gave it enough time. 
it was one of the big considerations in why I let my last album pre-order go on for a full two months, the end of last year. I was figuring that not everyone would see the post at once, but if they gave it more time, everyone would eventually eyeball it. Wrong again. I have discovered that there have been people on my music page since 2007 who have never, ever seen anything I posted there. Facebook just didn't show it to them. And these are people who fell off my email list because they figured they followed me on Facebook. Why be redundant? And I thought so too. We all trusted Facebook to do what they claimed was their whole purpose. And so I became invisible to thousands of people who wanted to support me. So for the past few weeks, I've been adding all those people back to my personal page and sending notes trying to explain what's up. And it's amazing how many personal conversations have come out of this. People all over saying, I didn't know you were still playing. Of course I'll sign up back up on your list. I wish I'd known. Yeah, me too. I wish I could get those years of my career back. Believe me. I mean, there are people who weren't being snarky. They meant to pay me a compliment when they'd say things like, Oh, I'm still a fan. I have all four of your albums. I'd be like, yeah, um, I put out six albums and there was a DVD in there too. You know, I've been putting out music for the last two years. Like there's at least two albums worth of material. And uh, so there's been this call to arms sort of feeling among some of these new folks that I've, I've kind of been reunited with. And I've let them all know about the podcast and I know at least a few of them subscribed. So to all of you recently rediscovering my little world, thank you for remembering me. And thank you for coming back. And as for Facebook and their boosted posts, in the alleged words of Elvis Presley as he left his first and only visit with Scientology, fuck those people. They just want my money. latest original song called Better Forget. Patrons get to hear the full breakdown that just started there at the fade. 
through the end of the song and part two of the podcast. And of course, they get downloads of all the new music I release. Now, this month, I'm doing something special. I'm actually putting a song on the tail end of the podcast here that is usually exclusive to higher-paying patrons. I put out a bonus song each month that I release an original, but the bonus songs are usually exclusive for patrons who pledge a little bit more to the cause. Uh, The bonus songs are from my archive, or they're unreleased, they just never made it to any releases, or they're from way in the past. And I also occasionally record a cover song, like this one. I get permission whenever I do that, and I get a license that allows me to release and distribute it. And this month, I played a song for my wife. A few years ago, she started hinting that this song is a favorite of hers. And I don't know what made me wait to learn it, but I finally did. And to celebrate the longest commitment I've ever made, I figured a few of you might be Billy Joel fans yourselves. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Thanks for listening, folks. Patrons, I'll see you again after the jump for part two. And in the meantime, this is She's Got Away. Take care. She's got a way about her. I don't know what it is, but I know that I can't live without her. She's got a way of pleasing. I don't know what it is, but there doesn't have to be a reason anyway. She's got a smile that me. I don't know why that is, but I have to laugh when she reveals me. She's got a way of talking. I don't know what it is, but it lifts me up when we are walking feeling down inspires me without a sound she touches me and I get turned around she's got a way of showing how I make her feel and I find the strength to keep on going she's got a she goes a million dreams of love surround her